Hello and welcome to Cinema Chat. I am David Heath. This is the podcast where we talk about the movies and the people that made them. Uh, We began our podcast series talking about um, one of my favorites of all time, Silver Streak, where the train ends up crashing into um, Marshall Field in Chicago. And then we have the the next uh, show, which is uh, Airplane, uh, where we talk about um, the the plane that is flying without without a pilot. And today we'll, we'll uh, talk about a ship. And I think you know what ship I might be referring to. It is Titanic. And Titanic is a movie that is exactly what the uh, movie title suggests. Uh, it had a Titanic budget. Um, it ended up being a Titanic release. And um, it was directed by James Cameron of Terminator fame. Uh, he directed the Terminator movies. And <clears throat> we'll get to a little more of, of that in a little bit. But uh, Titanic came in, out in 1997. And it's... Uh, Partially fiction, partially true. It really is a true story with some fiction involved. And realistically, it's two separate movies. The romance between Jack Dawson and and Rose. Um, and, and, then it be, and then the story revolves around the actual shipwreck, which was indeed a true story uh, from 1912. Um, uh, Titanic stars Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, he is Jack Dawson. Um, uh, DiCaprio starred uh, or starred and appeared in um, TV uh, shows and 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 made some uh, movies, some lesser movies, uh, certainly not blockbuster movies at the, at that point. Um, but um, uh, this was a big role for him, um, and then. Of course, Kate Winslet plays the plays Rose, who really is the main character of the movie. The whole movie revolves around um, Rose, and um, it begins with uh, the old version of Rose from 1997, uh, which start which uh, was Gloria Stewart. Uh, Gloria Stewart played the 1997 Rose. She had a long, long resume. Uh, in the in film, um, a, a career that ultimately lasted over 70 years. And she had been in the movie since 1932. Um, it also starred, the, the movie starred Billy Zane. He played Cal Hackley. Uh, Cal was uh, the uh, mean, snobbish uh, fiancé of, of Rose. And just not a nice guy. <laughs> we don't root for him. Um, and a lot of people don't know this, but Matthew McConaughey was per- pursued vigorously for the role of Cal. And I'm sure there's lots, lots and lots of ladies out there that are glad that he didn't get that role. Billy Zane's career was uh, never the same after he made this movie because he was typecast. Um, as a mean guy, and he never could quite get past that 
to this point has not gotten past that re that that reputation. Uh, Victor Garber, veteran actor, uh, starred as uh, Thomas Andrews, and Thomas Andrews designed the ship, uh, and ba you know basically he he's the he is the builder of the of the Titanic, and um, uh, Jonathan Hyde plays Bruce Esmay, excuse me Esmay, and Bruce Esmay is is just a horrible weasel of a man uh, that uh, escaped the ship um, while uh, vulnerable passengers uh, were left to die. And the plot of the movie really revolves again around Rose. Rose again is engaged to Cal. Uh, Cal is just an arrogant jerk. No other way to put it. Ro Rose's mother though is desperate for Rose to marry Cal. Um, their finances were were going to crumble, and she saw an end to other uh, to into being the really a f part of the first class uh, of society, and I think she tried to keep it a secret. At least the it's suggested in, in the movie um, that um, she's trying to keep it a secret that they're going to eventually not be rich anymore. Um, Rose though clearly was heading for a disastrous marriage. Uh, with Cal, um, he proves uh, later to be abusive and um, and a coward. Um, eventually, using a child to get in get on a lifeboat. Um, uh, Rose um, eventually, in a moment of despair, meets Jack Dawson. Um, Jack Dawson, uh, of course, is a third class passenger, and he won his ticket in a card game. Um, Rose, though, sees Jack as a ray of hope. Um, he's nice to her, and it appears that uh, she isn't used to being talked to in a nice way or treated like she has any feelings at all. Um, it turns out Rose is actually trying to jump off uh, off of the boat. Um, she is um, uh, obviously... Uh, Stressed out beyond belief. She really doesn't want to marry Cal. And so she starts to jump off the ship. And eventually um, Jack Dawson comes in and saves her from falling. Quote, unquote, falling. Um, as, a, as a reward, Jack is offered an opportunity to dine with the, with the first class folks. Rose decides that she uh, wants to pursue a life with Jack. Um, after talking with him and uh, for a while after she, he saved her life and after having dinner with him and giving each other the, the eye, so to speak, uh, Rose decides that she doesn't need to marry Cal and she doesn't really care about being rich or being poor. She just wants to be happy. And uh, that's where our story turns yeah, cue the <clears throat> cue the iceberg <laughs> um now we come to part of the movie that's uh, a true story um during the evening captain smith ordered the ship to continue at at current pace uh, approximately 22 knots um, despite the darkness and presence of icebergs there are, is a lot of speculation as to whether or not that mattered that it was dark. Um, a lot of people are claim that um, 
every captain would have done the same thing. Um, regardless, it was a fatal mistake. Um, captain Smith went to bed, and as we know, the ship hit an iceberg. Mayhem occurs. Uh, people go crazy. They jump off the ship. Um, others scramble and fight for a position uh, to get on a lifeboat. Um, meanwhile, the band keeps playing. Um, of course, some are saved from, uh, from, the, from the disaster, uh, but a lot more died. Rose, of course, survived. And you have to remember, Rose is a fictional character, but she does survive. Um, um, we, I think I might have just said Rose died. No, she survived. Uh, we, we find the 1997 version of Rose finishing her story with the treasure hunters uh, from the beginning of the film. Uh, Bill Paxton, of course, uh, is the leader of the bunch of, uh, of the treasure hunters. Um, they, when they hear Rose's story, when they hear about how everything comes down and how um, eventually Jack sacrifice himself for Rose. Uh, of course, there are many jokes about why didn't she just let Jack on on with her. But, in fact, they probably wouldn't have worked. But it is still fun to speculate about. Um, but these people, these treasure hunters, um, they were looking for stuff in Titanic. They wanted to go into the Titanic and just kind of raid it. They wanted to see... They were fact-finding, but they were really... Um, probably had ulterior motives, which involving just getting stuff and you know getting plunder, but they develop appreciation for what Rose went through, and um, and 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 there is a, a dramatic moment there. Um, um, so, going to the real story of Titanic, whose fault was it anyway? Uh, well, there's lots of blame to go around uh, the. There was some bad luck involved, too. Um, Captain Smith, as we mentioned, was under pressure. Um, to un Undoubtedly, he was under a lot of pressure to, to arrive in the States early. Um, this was uh, his fourth voyage, his fourth maiden voyage on the, on the White Star Lines. Um, of course, he perished uh, with the boat. He went down with the ship. Um, White Star Lines uh, itself was just an absolute uh, mess um there were other boats that that, that sang um bruce esme was the chairman and director of white star lines um he we mentioned on him mentioned him before uh just an absolute uh weasel he uh, he escaped the sinking ship he escaped prosecution um but what he didn't escape is shame he was shamed by society and he spoke to Congress, and Congress did, didn't exactly treat him like the good guy. And nor should he have been treated that way anyway. Um, not a good guy. Um, he, he died, though, uh, in 1937 after having a stroke. Wasn't an old man, um, but he, um, um, he, definitely, he definitely is somebody that we don't want to look at kindly in history. Uh, Thomas Andrews was a designer of, of the boat, and he's an interesting story. Um, he developed a boat that did indeed have flaws. And um, one, one thing we don't know is we don't know all the things that were said on the ship. 
between Captain Smith and 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 the supposed experts that were on the boat at the time. We don't know what they were saying to each other exactly, um, but the movie would infer that Thomas Andrews was aware of the potential flaws if uh, the the watertight uh, the the watertight compartments um, were a great function of the boat. At least they could have been a great function of the boat, um, but. You know, they, they didn't quite work. But Thomas, uh, Thomas Andrews, though, nonetheless is a bit of a hero. He went down with the ship, and, and, and it, but he didn't go down with the ship before he... Um, so there were, there were lots of reports that he uh, worked really hard at, to, to get people to get on chairs and, you know, get on lifeboats and get on anything at all that would keep their, their body out of that water. And um, Thomas Andrews, I, 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 I think, potentially, again, we don't, you, can't, you can't tell what happened in, 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 on that boat, what was said. Uh, but I, I, my gut tells me Thomas Andrews uh, really was remorseful. Um, and he, of course, only had a few hours to feel that remorse. Um, but um, he did indeed um, try to save people, um, at least according to reports. Um, also, the the lookouts, um, you know, you can make a case for them. And, and the fact that they didn't have binoculars, saying that that there maybe uh, that maybe it was because the, the those lookouts didn't have the ability to see from a distance uh, very well. Um, there are some experts that would retort that, that this, this doesn't matter because the the binoculars really should be to 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 see what uh, the iceberg is like, not to actually see the iceberg. Um, so some would say that it didn't matter, um, but um, and they may have helped, maybe not. Um, but one other thing that is clearly bad luck, bad judgment, whatever. Um, but Captain Lord of the Californian, a different a different line of ships, uh, wasn't very far away at all. Uh, but um, nineteen twelve, um, you know, as an aside, nineteen twelve was a time where and and Titanic is a symbol of the twentieth century, and Titanic is a symbol of of, of t- new technology. Um, we can talk about how it had flaws and. It, it, we can talk about how it sank on the on the first voyage. Uh, we can talk about lots of bad things about Titanic, um, but the fact of the matter is, is it was state of the art. And in 1912, it was just an, an unbelievable sight to see, and they really did believe it was unsinkable. At least most people that were on that ship, I'm sure, believed it. Um, but the California from a different line of ships uh, wasn't very far away. Um, they didn't have the radio on. Again, it's 1912. You know, uh, we we can speculate on why they didn't have the radio on. If it had been 1892, there would have been no radio, obviously. But but they had a radio, and if they had it on, all the lives probably would have been saved. Um, and so it's a shame Captain Lord just didn't decided really not to man that part of the ship. 
and there was no radio that was on, even though they had the capability. Um, meanwhile, the Carpathia, another ship, um, carried eventually carried 705 survivors, um, but it was just too far away um, when they heard the, the message uh, to save the freezing victims um, that were stuck in that 28-degree water. They couldn't get there in three hours. Um, more than 1,500 people died on that fateful night in 1912, and uh, many of them were famous guests. Among them were John Jacob Astor, who's featured uh, briefly in the film. Uh, he was one of the richest people in, in the world, and he had uh, $2,440 on his person when they found his body. Um, Benjamin Guggenheim, um, another very rich man, uh, sat in the smoking room and, and waited um, awaited death like uh, like a gentleman, as he said in the movie. And uh, uh, Isidore Strauss, uh, Macy's founder, and his wife, Ida Strauss, uh, perished together. She refused to leave her husband and get on a, on a lifeboat. Uh, the unsinkable Molly Brown um, was on one of, one of her voyages where her ship sank. And um, she, uh, um, she uh, as in the movie, um, is believed to have uh, taken over a lifeboat uh, because the, the crew member on the boat absolutely refused uh, to go look for victims um, for fear of getting swallowed up. Um, and by the water, and um, uh, she took over the ship or took over the lifeboat, as some people um, believe, and um, and then went to go look for look for people, um, or look for people that were stuck in that water, and uh, it's twenty eight degree water, and that's um, obviously too cold. Um, Milvania Dean, most people probably haven't heard that name. Uh, she died in in 2009 at the age of 97. Uh, she was the last surviving victim of the Titanic um, to to die. Um, now, here's the question for you: How much were the Titanic tickets? You know, we see all the different classes of people on on the boat, and um, you know. And I, after researching it, I, I found that um, the most expensive tickets were the parlor seat suites, and they were uh, four thousand three hundred fifty dollars. And uh, to to put it in perspective, um, <laughs> you can get on um, a, a Carnival cruise or a Royal Caribbean cruise for ten times less that money. Unbelievable. Um, and that was nineteen twelve. Um, first class. Um, was to be fair, it was only $150. Um, that's still a whole lot of money for 1912. Second class was $60, and third class uh, becomes a little bit more affordable. Um, but still, if you're a very poor person in 1912, it's hard to come up with $40. However, they did have tickets that ranged as low as $15 uh, a ticket. Um, now, the Titanic version. 1997 uh, was not the only Hollywood version of the movie. 
Um, there are several other uh, other other renditions of the story. Uh, one was a movie called Atlantic in 1929. Uh, it was a fictional ship based on the Titanic events. Uh, I have not been able to find in my research why they wanted to it to be a um, called the Atlantic instead of just Titanic. I'm not not sure why that is. Maybe it's a too soon kind of thing. I'm not sure, but it was it was called the Atlantic, and based on the Titanic events. Um, then there was a movie much later in 1953, um, and that movie had Barbara Stanwyck, legendary actress. Um, she um, uh, was a main character in the film, and this movie also was um, a little bit of fiction um, with a lot of loose ends, um, but the movie had good reviews. And uh, then the, we had 1958, A Night to Remember, um, and that is uh, known to be the most historically accurate of all the movies. Um, and then, of course, we went almost 40 years without another version, which is... Um, Somewhat strange, I believe, but uh, we went to 1997. Um, of course, um, the version of that we are we've been talking about during this podcast, and Titanic grossed over two billion dollars, despite many believing that the the movie would actually lose money. Um, the The film was originally scheduled for a summer release. And James Cameron said that there were some effects that he had to insert in the film, and it just wasn't going to be ready for a summer release. And that led to a lot of speculation that this movie was headed for, it was a sinking ship in itself, and headed for a disaster as well. And a lot of people thought uh, that it would lose money. Um, Of course, $2 billion later, it it did pretty well. Um, There were actually two studios that that picked up the bill, uh, to pay for the expenses of the movie, and this was in an effort to hedge bets, because I I don't think that that they were absolutely sold that this movie was going to um, be a good uh, hit or a big hit. Um, again, two billion dollars later, and a few months later, the mo- the film was nominated for fourteen Academy Awards, won eleven of them including Best Picture. Uh, James Cameron, the director, had other films to his credit. Of course, we talked about the Terminator movies, and we can't, we can't possibly discount how massive the Terminator 2 uh, was in film history as far as blockbuster goes, but Titanic was way, way more important to his career. Uh, Titanic definitely cemented uh, his his position as a great director. Uh, Titanic has also been on the AFI list of uh, 100 um, best movies um, every year since it came out in 1997. Well, that's it for this podcast. Um, I, I really enjoyed talking about Titanic. It's actually a, a, a subject um, that I particularly enjoy researching. And I've um, read a couple of books about it in the past, and I did some research before I did this podcast um, uh, to kind of brush up on it. But um, anyway, again, my name is David Heath, and if you're listening to this for this, this podcast for the first time, listen to my other two podcasts about Airplane and Silver Streak. 
um, much different, much different flavor, much different types of films. And the goal of mine would be to try to do different types of films, and um, we will uh, continue to search for subjects. If you have a particular film in mind or, ser or series of films um, you'd like me to discuss, make a comment, uh, send me a message, let me know uh, what, you, what you'd like, and I can try to get to it. Well, again, I'm David Heath. Thanks so much for listening. 